Oh, yes, thank you. Live youth, you are dismissed. You are dismissed to go to the youth center. Thank you for hanging out with us a little longer to honor our grads today. Oh, yes, microphone. Thank you. Appreciate that, keeping me in line. All right, here we go. Okay, there you go. That works. All right, ladies, so we're all wondering, chocolates or flowers? Both. 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 I like it. Both. Chocolate. You don't have to make choices. So, chocolate or flowers? Both. Uh, Ethan, I'm not asking you, bro. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Mother's Day. Party or give me a nap? Nap. <laughs> nap, always. Party. Yeah. <laughs> Party or give me a nap? Nap. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Pedicure or manicure? I can't even say it right. Both? Both. I think you guys are forgetting the conjunction or <laughs> means either. Pedicure or manicure? Ethan, don't respond to this one, bro. Yeah. All right, last one. Homemade gifts or purchase gifts? Homemade. Or both, yeah. <laughs> Purchased. Purchased. I'm not, guil I'm not guilty about that either. I don't feel guilty. I get enough of those at school, so. <laughs> I love my kids. All right, very good. Well, I've invited these ladies to come up here. They uh, introduce yourself just a little bit. Uh, tell us about um, your family, and then, yeah. I'm Tara Truster. Um, I'm the better half of this relationship. <laughs> um, and I, this is my first Mother's Day as a mom of three, so that's exciting. Um I have a 13-year-old, 12-year-old, and 6-year-old who are exhausting and amazing all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, good morning. I am Rachel Roberts. I am a mother of two. I have two daughters. They are 13 and 12, and they are so wonderful. We have a lot of really crazy times together. Crazy's good. Good morning. Uh, my name is Sasha Ron, and my husband is over here in the corner, Justin. We have two kids, um, Isabel, she's 14, and Ethan, who is 10. Very good. Well, thanks for being with us today, ladies, and sharing your heart and your experience, and uh, we uh, appreciate you very much. So what I want to start with today is tell us your favorite mom story. Do you have that story that just rings in your mind when you think about your favorite mom story? Yes. Okay, so one time when the kids were really, really small, it was a Sunday afternoon, and Georgia was two and Layla was three. And Georgia was in her high chair, and she was having a snack because we had been gone all day, and it was like late afternoon, and she was hungry. So she was in her high chair, and I was busy doing all kinds of things. I think I was on the phone or something. And so they're in the kitchen, and the kitchen was kind of removed from the rest of the house. And somehow Layla had found this uh, green highlighter and I came into the kitchen and Layla had colored all over Georgia's face and she was like, mom, look at
look how pretty she is. <laughs> I, she didn't get in trouble. I just laughed and took a picture. Yeah. Yeah. And can I tell a second one? Yep. Of course. This, is, this was just so sweet. So last night there was all those storms, right? So at like four o'clock in the morning, I wake up because I can hear my kids talking to each other. <laughs> and so I go across the hall and they have fans to sleep for the white noise. And I look and they're like, I said, are you guys okay? And they said, yeah, mom, we were just scared. Our fans turned off. So we just came in here and to be with each other. I know. Isn't that so sweet? Yeah. And then tomorrow they'll be screaming at each other, right? That's, yeah. Yeah. This afternoon. It's good. Tell us your favorite mom story. Um, there's lots, but the ones that I could remember and come up with, um, Isabel was two. And uh, my brother and sister-in-law were living with us. They were building a house. And so we had lots of late night just, you know, video game playing sessions, movie watching sessions. And this particular night, we were all, literally all of us except for her, playing Mario Kart, which was a very heated, intense game of Mario Kart. Okay. <laughs> so, you're not doing it right if, you're, if it's not. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was lots of screaming and whatever. We didn't know where she was for a long time. Like, we didn't even really pay attention. <laughs> She's two, you know. Anyway, it's like 10 o'clock, 10.30, and we stopped, and we're like, where is, where is she? She was in her playroom, which she was playing by herself, and she had legitimately eaten an entire bag of those small chocolate donuts and was just bouncing off the walls. Like, we had no idea. She snuck out. We were still playing, got in the pantry, got her own stuff, came in, ate the entire bag, and was probably up to, like, two or three, so that was really our fault, but... She was proud of herself. <laughs> Is it wrong to eat an entire bag of those? <laughs> what about at 37? That's probably even more wrong. <laughs> um, so for me, there's so many, I just can't even think, but... Um, I think the best moment for me is when I get to see my kids like realize what they're good at. Um, so mine's not funny. But uh, specifically, it's fun. Like our daughter, she ran track this year, and we had no idea that she was a runner. Um, and she can run a mile in under six minutes. So it's like those moments are so special because they're just as shocked as we are. Um, and so it's fun to share that with them. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm good at this. And I'm like, yeah, you are. And I had no idea either. So those are my favorite moments. I remember that first time she ran the mile, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, she's burning up her legs. Like, she's running as hard as she can this first lap, and she's going to fry her legs, and she's going to be walking by the end of it. And she just kept going and going and going. It's very cool. Um, so let me transition this from a um, light-hearted question to a more serious one. There is a difference between maternal motherhood and spiritual motherhood. We need spiritual mothers as much as we need maternal mothers. So in talking about spiritual motherhood, which is something that all three of you walk in, what is spiritual motherhood to you? What does that look like? Um, I think for me, it's just being... Um, something, and I guess God prepared me for this my whole life and I didn't know it, but it's being that person that people are like, I feel like I can tell her things. Like, I feel like she is a safe, comfortable person that I know 
first of all, is going to have the hard conversations with me, but also those hard conversations are in love. Um, So to me, spiritual motherhood is that, just being that person that somebody knows. First of all, they don't have to fake it till they make it around me, Um, but that I have probably walked things even maybe worse than what they have walked or made choices worse than they have, but the fact that they feel comfortable enough and safe enough to come to me and just know that it's a secure place for them to grow spiritually. That is really good. Um, As moms, we focus a lot on the day-to-day tasks, but as spiritual mothers, we are reminded that eternity is what we're pointed toward, and that's our big picture vision. Um, A lot of us as... Uh, maternal mothers, we're just trying to get our keep our kids alive and get them to the next thing and make sure that they launch as healthy adults. But as spiritual mothers, we are focused on the eternal. And so we're doing all of those things that a maternal mother would do, caring, nurturing, um, sometimes disciplining, but with a much bigger picture focusing on eternity and how weighty Amen. that is. Um, And I think for me is just recognizing that God's given me situations that I've gone through that through him I've been able to overcome and, you know, being able to use that and um, impart that to somebody else has been massive for me because obviously there's a reason I went through them and then I can recognize that when that comes into my life and be able to say, this is why, okay, I get it now, you know, so um, that's been something that's big. So what's the difference between maternal motherhood and spiritual motherhood? Because I'm sure that we have maybe some ladies in the room or watching online that they're, they feel like maybe they're good at one or not the other or vice versa. Is there a difference between the two? Would it, paint a picture of the difference between the two to, to me. Help me understand. Um, I argue that I don't think there's a lot of difference. Um, there's some in the which Rachel already hit on that... I'm obviously, if I'm a spiritual mother to somebody, I'm not making sure that they brush their teeth or making sure they take a shower every night and things like that. Um, And so it's not quite as much of those day-to-day things, but both of them involve so much just um, guidance and nurturing that that's why I would argue that they are one in the same because you may nurture your actual children different than you nurture your spiritual children, but you have to be nurturing in both situations. Um, And so that's why I would argue that they're a lot in the same. And I also think the biggest thing for both of them is that I can't do either of them without major prayer and major guidance from the Holy Spirit because there's many moments that I have failed at both of them. Um, But Thank goodness I don't have to do it on my own. So I think that that's the biggest thing that ties them together. That's good. I I completely agree with that. That was great. Um, I think something that we haven't hit on is that nothing disqualifies you from being a spiritual mother as long as you have a relationship with Christ. Um, Just like you are not disqualified from being uh, a maternal mother, whether you have biological children or not, um, every woman uh, can be a mother. It's just a choice that you make. And so to be a spiritual mother, you just have to have a relationship with Jesus. And 
Sometimes that means that we are spiritually mother, mothering spiritually people that are younger than us, people that are older than us. It all just depends on what season you're in and what you're walking through and what those individuals are walking through. Good. You know, growing up, it was, I remember going into, I went to a church where there was, um, there's probably about 15 of us youth, a strong youth group, and then a huge age gap between teenagers and what I, I would say, you know, probably people that were grandparents. Um, and so, and there was a strong presence of grandparents in the room. I know for myself, uh, it didn't take much for these, these grandmas in the room to spiritually mother me, to take me in. And it was the hugs, the, the, the genuine care, the, you know, you didn't, you stay, stayed out of trouble this week, didn't you? And, and I'd lie to them. Um, uh, but you, but you, uh, you had all these, these amazing moments. You just, it was cool to know that you had cheerleaders rooting you on, and it was bigger than just do good at school, do get a good job. It was cheerleaders rooting you on for the kingdom work. It's like those giants of the faith. Yeah. We're standing on their shoulders. Yeah. So right now we're building a legacy of faith for everyone that's watching us. Like the youth that are in here, everyone in this room is build, building a, leg, a faith legacy for them. Yes. And we can't miss that. Absolutely. And it's huge. I can't tell you how instrumental it is. This, what I've noticed is sometimes people wait for permission to enter into these, these relationships, these spiritual mother-daughter, spiritual mother-son relationships. Um, why do we do that? What, like, the, I didn't go asking for a spiritual mother. They found me, right? They kind of like sharks in a wa water. Here's a boy that needs to, yeah. to be, you know, be spiritually mothered, and they showed up. We don't need to wait on permission, we just need to dive in there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, that doesn't look like, can I be your spiritual mommy? <laughs> like, that is, is, that's not what it looks like. No. Yeah. I, yeah, I always make it weird. I, th I think what's important with that is just like as, you know, moms of our kids, like, we have to be observant as to what's going on in their life, mm -hmm. what, you know, how things are going, talk to them, ask them questions, those kinds of things. And that's really how, you know, in any situation that I've ever been in where I'm, you know, mentoring or being, you know, with somebody that's not my own child is just being observant, like just being open to know something's not right there. Something's not, and that's really the end that I've felt that, you know, the Holy yeah. Spirit's given me to be like, Hey, are you okay? You know, is everything okay? What can I pray with you? Let's talk. Just being observant and watching. Cause you know, there's signs of that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. And that's the nurturing part that is so appreciated from spiritual moms because spiritual dads, and dads were just like, go to Lowe's, get a ladder, get over it. Like, quit your crying. But then moms come along and they're like, you know, that's why we love you guys so much. Okay, so what's your greatest fear in motherhood? My greatest fear is that my children won't know Christ. Mm. And that I will have been the stumbling block that keeps them from having a completely surrendered life to Christ. That is terrifying. What's your greatest fear in motherhood? 
Well, that for sure. Um, and I think just uh, not being good enough for them, which that's a struggle that I think women deal with anyways um, in any part of their life, but especially with our kids, like, will I... I'm going to cry, but um, my kids are not biologically mine, so I'm afraid that I'm not good enough and that they'll just go back. Like, will I provide... This is why I didn't want to answer this question. Um, but will they get from me what they need? Um, and um, it connects to the kingdom thing, too, because the families they came from are not, would not lead them to Jesus at this point. And so if I'm not good enough for them now, then will that cause them to be distanced from him in the future? So... I think other than the, the the fact that I really, you know, want them to be in heaven with me. Like, that's really the yeah. biggest thing is that they, that, that they know that they've got what they need to do to do that. But um, just making sure that, you know, I'm allowing them not only just to, to make their own choices, but really to rely on God for that and to, to for him to be able to show them that they're what their worth is. You know, that doesn't come from other people. My biggest fear is that they won't see that part um, because, you know, God made them in his image and he has a plan for them. And I just, I want them to see that so bad yeah. that sometimes I step in in the wrong ways or whatever. So I want them to be able to, to seek that out and to see that through his eyes, not just mine. So that's good. Yeah. Thank you for your transparency and your honesty with all of us, I think all of us, the reason why I asked that question is because everybody in this room has fears mm -hmm. and they need to know that they're not alone in those fears and they need to know that it's okay to, to it's normal to have those fears, but we need to process it in a healthy way. How do we as mothers process that fear in a healthy way? You have to surrender all of those things to Christ because fear cannot be bigger than who God is, and it can't be placed above the Lord. So how can I tangibly do that? Through prayer. Good. And when you confess those things to each other. Brings healing. That's right. That's what James says. Confess yeah. your sins to one another and be healed. <clears throat> and I think that, like, these moments connect us to that spiritual motherhood thing, too, because now that we have shared something with you guys, this is your opportunity to come in and be that spiritual mother that we even need on in a moment of a fear. So if we aren't sharing our fears with each other, then we aren't going to be able to step into spiritual motherhood for each other like we should. Um, and I'll back what Rachel said, prayer. Like, prayer on your knees and tears is, and you guys might not cry. I just cry all the time. But prayer in so many moments, like they what they call it, um, you're going to war essentially for our children and our spiritual children. So that's the only, only way that we can get past those. That's good. Um, okay. What is one thing that all mothers need to hear today? Mine's an action item, and I'd like to read a quote, if that's okay. Okay, this is a quote from... E.M. Bounds um, on prayer. And this is not just for the ladies, it's also for the gentlemen. 
Woe to the generation of sons who find their own censers empty of the rich incense of prayer, whose fathers have been too busy or too unbelieving to pray, and who have inexpressible perils and untold consequences for their heritage. They whose fathers and mothers have left them a wealthy legacy of prayer are very fortunate indeed. It's all of our responsibilities to leave a legacy of faith and a legacy of prayer to the next generation. And so what I want to encourage all of the mothers specifically today is that it's okay to take your next step in prayer. If you're not comfortable praying, it's okay. But your children need to see you praying. They need to hear you praying aloud. They need to see your relationship with the Lord. Whether that's studying your Bible and reading your devotions, but they need to hear you pray. They need to be comfortable praying aloud. They have to have it modeled for them. So it's okay if you're just praying over dinner and saying, thank you, Lord, so much for this food. We love you. Amen. It can be simple, childlike prayers, but it's time for all of us to take our next step, no matter what that is, in prayer. Um, I also think that understanding that um, we're not alone in this, like we've all got you know, a stake in the game. And sometimes it's really hard to um, allow others to speak into your kids, you know, to speak into your life as a mom. Sometimes you think you have to have it all together, you know. Um, but there are people out there that have a wealth of knowledge that maybe we don't have. And allowing other people to step into that and, and to speak into either your life or your kid's life, you know, if it's a situation that maybe they've gone through that you're like, I have no idea what to do with this, you know? And that's okay because, you know, like everybody hears, it takes a village, and sometimes it does, and that's okay. But allowing that sometimes is the hardest part of that. And so just being okay with others, stepping in if they need to. I would say it's okay to not, best advice, it's okay to not know all the answers. Um, you may not know what your kid's going to encounter tomorrow, um, and that's okay. Like, you are literally just doing it one day at a time like they are, um, and that's where God fills the gap. So, That's good. Here's what I want to say as we close this conversation is, you know, I heard in a, somebody express, it may have been my wife, uh, you don't, sometimes moms don't feel like they're enough, Okay. So let me respond to that just from a father's perspective and from a, a male's perspective. Um, let, me, let me express this and let me finish my statement before you jump to conclusions. You're not enough. And that's okay because Christ is. And a lot of times what happens and what I've witnessed in, in, in mothers is that they heap the whole world upon their shoulders. And they think that it is their job to fix. It is their job to mend everything. It is their job to make protect everybody. But that is a role that's strictly reserved for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that some of your anxiety and your pressure is self-induced from an overexertion of your mother responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I want you today to rest mm -hmm. and know that God is good, that Jesus is in control, and that you don't have to be all things to all people. Okay. So I don't want to tell you you are enough and you put confidence in your flesh. Because while that may feel good to your ears right now, that statement will fail you in two hours. Amen. But the statement that will cause you to succeed in two hours is to be able to say, I'm not enough and that's okay because Christ is. Amen. 
And as I die to myself and Christ lives through me, he reigns because Christ is enough. And so as you walk through the battles that you're going through, lean on him. You don't have to be everything to everyone. Stop it. And I know that you feel like you do. And some of that comes from your mother instinct. But also it comes from a nature to also want to be the solution. Christ is the solution. It's okay to have a bad day, ladies. You let us guys have a bad you let us guys have bad days. It's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to check out and just say, you know what? I don't want a mom today. I also don't want to be your wife today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay? But that's what I want you to hear is Christ is enough. Don't put confidence in your flesh. Put confidence in Jesus Christ. Because these kids have been gifted to you as your earthly gift. Right. But you right. know who the, their treasures. But these children are truly the Lord's. You are stewarding their development and their growth. And at the end of the day, they are God's kids. They're yours here on earth, but they are God's kids. They're his kids. He has gifted them to you. And his grace will cover all of your mistakes It'll cover your sin. If you turn to him, you repent, and you lean and you trust on the Lord Jesus to help you. So stop trying to be all things to all people. I, I know I've never asked for that. I tell my wife sometimes, the laundry will be fine. Let's, let's go for a walk. <laughs> See, the face. That's the face. That's the face I get when I say the laundry will be fine. Huh? Yeah, you're, you should stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's on the, the soundboard. He's not going to mute me. He'll Turn him off. So, uh... <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> He'll make a good husband someday. <clears throat> but that's, that, that's what we want to close with. So let's, let's close with this. Let, let's pray for the moms. And uh, and Tara, do you want to do that? You're so good at this. And let's stand. And if you guys would stand with us, we just want to pray for you today. Pray our blessing and strength and honor. And just know that we love you and that we appreciate you and that uh, God is good and Christ is sufficient. Father, today I just lift up every mom in this room, every spiritual mother, every maternal mother, um, that every woman in this room is a mother in some form. And I just pray that the most important thing for them today is rest. And most importantly, rest in you, Father. And I pray that you would help us as we leave this building to just know what are those things that we are saying we're not good enough in and what are those things that we need to offer to you. And I just pray that you would help us as women to do that. And, that, and even the men as well, that they can learn from this too, because there's some fathers that are carrying the weight of a family too, Father. And I just pray that you would help us to leave this building not the same as when we entered, that we would just know and remember that these children are your children and that you've got it. And that all we have to do, Father, is lay it at your feet and pray. And I just pray for each of the moms that you would bless them, that you would provide them with peace, remove any anxiety that they are feeling in this moment and even the anxieties that are to come for this week. And I just pray just a blessing over everyone in this room as we go about our week. In Jesus' name, amen.